Okay, thank you. Okay, good. All right, now, since I did 75% with the kids, how about you big kids? How many? How many? Okay. Well, it's really a pleasure to be here, and this is my, this is my ancestral state, Ohio. My great 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 grandfather, in 1750, was a Moravian missionary to Eastern, what became Ohio. So I've got a long heritage in this state, and uh, so it's a pleasure to be back up in Ohio. I'm one of 85 speakers at Food for the Poor. We're an interdenominational charity that is including Lutherans, Episcopalians, Roman Catholics, Methodists, and we clergy go to our respective churches around the country, and it's been my privilege over the last almost 20 years to have gone to 28 states in the USA as well as visit missions in uh, six of our 17 countries that we work in, in Central America and the Caribbean. Next month, I will be going to Guatemala. And you may have heard a lot about Guatemala, Nicaragua, and Honduras in the news with immigrants. And we can say this from Food for the Poor's perspective. We have been doing something to solve the immigrant problem for 35 years by going into these countries and providing what these people need to find shelter. True, we also send food, but that's not as big a part of what we do. And to provide education and job training and enabling these people to lift themselves up by themselves and want to stay there and not want to be immigrants who leave. So that's what the gospel does. And that's why I am privileged to go out to congregations around the United States and say, this really works. And I see it happening as Every year or two, I go into one of these countries, and I sit down with the people, and I'm sharing God's love, and it works, because we do it honestly and efficiently. So I'd like you to travel with me this morning. Uh, you know, you're in luck. Uh, Pastor Jim said, when, he, when I originally got this assignment, he said, I'll give you 10 minutes to talk. I said, well, all right. Well, then I surmised, Pastor Jim probably preaches 20 minutes, and then he's given me 10 minutes. Add those two together. Now relax, I'm not going that long. <laughs> so here's the trip I'd like you to take with me. Let's go to Haiti. And how you get there is on American Airlines out of Miami, about two hours to the southeast. And you will pass close to Cuba, but you will be between Cuba and a big island called Hispaniola. The eastern two-thirds of Hispaniola 
is the Dominican Republic. We're there working. There's a lot of poor people there. But it's really the lucky two-thirds of that island because cruise ships stop there. they got a beautiful beaches area. But then as soon as you get up in the hills, there are just lots of poor people. Dividing is a 12-foot 12-foot mountain range that separates Dominican from Haiti. Haiti is on the west side, and they have forever had bad luck. Bad weather, poor soil, bad government, hurricanes, everything that could go against them. And so we have been there for 35 years, trying to help lift these people up and enable them to take care of themselves. We're making a lot of progress, but we have so far to go. Okay, you're on American Airlines, and pretend you're with a mission group. These are groups of people we get together year-round. They can sign up to go on a mission trip to any one of about six of our countries, either Central America or the Caribbean. And you get to know people from other churches. So you might have two or three from this church and so on and so on through a group of 15 and sometimes 20. And you go as a mission group to sit down and to be with the people and the projects that we're involved in. So when you fly out of Miami into Port-au-Prince, things have improved since I was last there. In my last trip there, when that American Airlines plane is settling down into the runway in Port-au-Prince, you'll notice that beautiful blue-green Atlantic is turning a muddy brown because they had no sewage control. They just ran it all out into the ocean. But now, if we flew in this year, that water's almost clear because finally, a sewage treatment plant for a city of a million. There's progress, and these are the small things that we see happening. They're rebuilding the infrastructure. They are getting the bridges put back together. The electric system is being vastly improved. They are doing a lot because we are there helping, and the government there is finally seeing if we make it better for the people, it's better for the country. All right, American Airlines lands. You walk down the stairs, we get you through customs, and you go outside ready to go to a mission trip to see one of the projects. Well, in in Haiti, we travel rather crudely, I would say. Someone has put your suitcase, unless you did it, on the back of a pickup truck, and someone says, find your suitcase, hop up, and hold on. So here we go. We're, we're blumbling along, and uh, usually one of our first trips is to see the city dump for Port-au-Prince. It goes for miles. You see, in Port-au-Prince, they, they just keep smooshing the, the, the garbage out. They don't do it like we do in Miami. We pile it up, and we call it Mount Trashmore. 
And it's a gigantic pile. They're going to make a city park out of it one day. It's going to be spectacular. But, but, but anyhow, that's how we deal with it in Miami. As you bumble through the dump in Port-au-Prince, you will look out and you'll see hundreds of people in the dump doing several things, and they are all ages. They are picking through the garbage to find glass or aluminum or cardboard so they can gather it up and at the end of the day sell it to one of the dealers for maybe a dollar or two dollars if they're lucky. You will also notice around the fringe of the dump are little houses that are being built, are food for the poor houses that we build, and these are sturdy. They're small. They're only 12 by 12 feet. You see, four of them would fit up here in this chancel area. But they have a concrete floor, three walls, four walls, three windows, a corrugated steel roof, and they are earthquake-proof, and they are hurricane-proof, except for the corrugated steel that will blow off but that can be replaced. So now a family who has never owned anything before now has a place where sometimes three or four of them will live in a 12 by 12 foot space, but they're only there usually just at night to sleep. They work that out, but they are so happy because now they have a place where they can come in and lock the door and keep the rats out. And since I've been with Food for the Poor almost 20 years, and we've been building the houses that long, the first houses we have built are as in good a shape as the brand new ones we build because they are so proud of them. And they take care of them because it is the biggest possession of their lives. And it changes their lives because now they have something. They say, this is ours and I'm going to work to keep it this way. And then we have job training to try to help them do this. Okay, we get through the dump. We get through the edge of it, and you're going to start to see some of our projects. And one of the projects we have has to do with raising fish. And we have these three pond units that raise tilapia. And we've gotten that down within six months from a fry or the tiny, tiny fish to a finished two-and-a-half-pound tilapia is six months. Now you have a whole village that not only has fish to eat, but fish to sell. Turns the whole village around because there they have people employed, some to tend the worm farm, which is used to feed the fish, and some to raise the chickens because the worms are there to feed the chickens. And just these things are multiplied many, many times where we provide for people goats, chickens, bees, just name it, name it, that whatever will go on a small plot of land because we know what will work, because we talk to the pastors and the teachers and missionaries and say to them, 
what will work for your people? And you tell us, and we'll see if we can put it together and get it to you. The way Food for the Poor operates is we have a huge warehouse and complex near Miami, and all of these donations come in from all over the world sometimes, but a lot of it goes straight into the countries without even reaching there. But we get a lot of stuff from the U.S. government, from churches, from governmental agencies, from businesses, and so on. We channel it together. It gets categorized. It goes on container ships. It goes to Haiti or Jamaica or soon to Honduras up on top when we get that port done. And then we have our own distribution system. And we know that it gets there because we are continually checking up on it and making sure that it's being used as we were promised that it would be. And so this is an efficient operation, and I'll probably tell you this more than one time. Food for the Poor is the only charity in the United States that uses only 4% of all of its donations of money and goods for its expenses. 96% goes into the field. And you can look us up on Charity Navigator. You'll see we're at the top of the list. So when you give to Food for the Poor, you know that your donation is being well used. And that's why I've been doing this for almost 20 years. Because I am convinced you can't do it any better. And I'm proud of it. And it's been the best part of my ministry. I've been ordained 61 years. And so I knew what it's like to go through missions and through building programs and hurricanes and rebuilds and all these things. But this, to me, has been the most satisfying because I see the gospel in action. And that's what we bring to people. If you want to see what you believe really working in someone's lives, this is one way that you can see it. So... Well, I promised you I wouldn't do the 35 minutes, so let's finish up in two. Would you take this out of your bulletin? It's our little brochure that allows you, allows you to see kind of a, a capsulized version of what we do. If you open it way up, do you all have one in your bulletin? You got one? Okay, good, good. Open it up to the side that's got the return address on it. And you'll notice what our theme is for Food for the Poor. It is love one another. And when we teach people to do this, their lives are changed. And particularly for children that grow up learning to love one another, it carries on into their lives. And we have the good news of the gospel being spread. And that's what Jesus told us to do. And that's what we're trying to do. If you just kind of look across there about the panel from the right shows a shack of a house and then how we build a new house for them and they take care of them and our rate of building houses in the 17 countries, actually we built in, in, in about 10 of them. Some of them were just, it's not an efficient way to do it yet but we build almost 7,000 a year. It's a lot of houses. But our waiting list is nearly 20,000. So there we are. 
If you'll turn it over to the other side, you will see what American dollars can do when contributed to food for the poor. And there are just examples there of what dollars can do. And once again, remember that I said, 95% goes into the field. It's being used. Then finally, the little envelope section that is there. Oh, I forgot the one thing. Way in the left panel is a place for your prayers. Just jot down what's ever happened in your life. Because every day at Coconut Creek, Florida, our staff there receives these prayers. And during their daily devotions every day, they pray for you. Thanking you and saying, we're sharing the good news together. Okay, now we can get to the little envelope section. If you're able to make a donation this morning by cash, check, or a credit card, do that. And if you're able to do that, hand it to me at the door because I would like to thank you personally. And, and that's my message. And it's one that I'm privileged and joyful to share with you because it really works. So I thank you much for having me here and uh, putting up with me not seeing too well, but it doesn't bother my preaching because I can still see you out there, even in the back row. I don't see anybody sleeping yet. All right. Amen and thank you. <laughs>